What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Light Matters Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Wayne Sims, and I am joined today by Erica and Taishan. How y'all doing? Good, good. Good. It is so good to be with you all. This is super special. This is our very first episode, our first one. So today we're going to dive into why does the light matter? We're going to set the foundation for this thing, okay? So our scripture for, t- for this episode um, is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, which says, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, which is the image of God. So that's going to be our scripture that we kind of jump off into. But before I do that, I want to let the people know who are these super smart, bright people we sitting with today. So, Erica, if you would, introduce yourself, and then Tyshan, you'll do the same. Okay. What's up, everyone? Um, my name is Erica Lewis. I am a native of the great Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Um, I am a recent seminarian grad from Dallas Theological Seminary, and I am a chaplain by title, but... Right now, I serve as the medication manager. They called me the medicine lady um, at the Arm Adult Ministries, Rehabilitation Ministries. So that's me. Hmm. For sure. Uh, I am Tyshan Broden, and I am from DeSoto, Texas. Ooh. Uh, teacher by trade. Educators. Yep, educator in the house. <laughs> uh, and that's about it. I don't have no credentials, and I'm good with that. <laughs> she Erica is the best smart one. Erica going to balance us out. I don't have no credentials neither. Mm-hmm. But I, I already told you my name, but I am a principal by trade. And so just love conversations around the world, love conversations like this. Um, for those of you who are real good with language, so light is actually a double entendre. So they have two meanings. So as a noun, it changes things. So this with light... Um, we have light matters, which means light makes a difference. It changes things. That's the noun form. But as an adjective, light means it's okay to talk about things lighter, more trivial, fun things. So we have the part that matters, and we also have the freedom to be a little more jovial, too. So really excited for this. Let's jump into what is the light. So uh, I'm just going to kick this out here. Let's, let's, let's dive into it. What is light and what does light do? I'm going to kick it to you first, Erica. What is light? What does the light do? Um, So as I was um, reflecting on the topic, I immediately um, thought about John, 1 John. Actually, John 1, where it talks about the light being not so much a what, but a who. Um, and that who, of course, is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um, and then in verses 4, I believe it says that the Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. And so then it says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And so I was just like, okay, so necessarily I saw it as not being a a what, but a who, you know. Um, And so that's my take on it. I like that. It's a who. It's a who. Tashane, what you think? Uh, I I didn't think about it being a who. I thought it being a a thing. Mm -hmm. It's the illuminator. Oh, come on. What about she? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it's the... Where there's darkness, there needs to be light because that's how we can see. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, actually, the scripture that first came to mind is, "Let your light so shine Come before men on. that you that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven." Yeah. And so, um, instead of, especially if you work a very stressful job with a lot of negativity around, it's important to be that light, um, which is illuminating a place of darkness. Uh, because people see that, and people are drawn to the light. You know, you walk in a dark room, what's the first thing you do? You turn the light on. You turn, turn on, on the, the light. Yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we just did that when we came in. Exactly. Put on the light as we walked through, and it illuminated our our pathway. Exactly. Right? Yes. I think it's so cool how one of the things that God does, um, and he's done this continually in my life, or this is just who he is. Well, he's a God of order. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he takes chaos and he brings it into order. But like you said, the first step in that is to illuminate the situation. And so even in the beginning, God was like, let there be light. Yes. Right? So I'm going to bring order. I'm going to bring chaos. I'm going to bring creation. But first, let's light this thing up. Let's mm-hmm. let's illuminate and see what it is that we're working with. Um, and I love that. And something else I thought about is even how repentance, like the first step before we ever start to change things, we have to illuminate it. Mm-hmm. So if repent means to turn from something. It's like, oh, first, let me see what this thing is. Mm-hmm. And so I just love how light that illuminating aspect of light is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, let's talk about the beginning, like how God first opened up and said, let there be light. Why was that such a profound statement? Like, why did that even matter so much? Because the earth was formless and void. Mm. Because, you know, verse three is, let there be light. And right. God said, it's the right. first thing God said. It's the first Literally. thing. As he hovers, he says, let there be light. Yeah. And then there was. <laughs> uh, so that means that before, so I'm a science teacher. Let's go. Oh, come on. <laughs> come with it. And so uh, part of eighth grade science is studying the stars. Hmm. And um, each star has a different color because it illuminates uh, to talk about how much, how big it is. Yeah. Uh, so our sun is a small, medium star which is why it's a yellow-orange color. Mm-hmm. But the big stars are, like, blue and red. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just feel like we, I think even, I'm reading through Genesis right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw that scripture with, with new eyes because when God said, let there be light, was he talking about our sun, which mm-hmm. is what our perspective is, or was right. he talking about the stars, let there be light? Right, yeah. Um. Because there are millions, bazillions of stars. Each one has its own character, its own creed, being formed and destroyed over and over again until they turn into a black hole at the end, starting off as little dust speckles, nebula, da da da. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, even the perspective of light, we have a very uh, narrow view because we see things from our perspective mm-hmm. as opposed to like, no, God created the whole universe. Right. And there are several galaxies and all of them have stars. Ooh, yeah. and so when God said, that. let there be light, like light wasn't just yellow, orange, what we're used to, but it has numerous colors and it comes in small specks and it comes in ginormous, uh, uh, large parts that we can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I think. Well, that's what I started thinking when I reread that in Genesis. I was like, was God talking about our son? Was he talking about the whole universe? Mm. Come on, science teacher. Because if he's the creator and the originator, yeah, all of it begins right there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like gradual. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it could have been. But yeah, like I would have figured that, hey. Everything, we're going to light it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was talking earlier and saying how, like, um, we were looking at uh, the various sources of light and how we looked up at the AT&T Center at the Cowboys Stadium. I was telling them the one projector takes three million lights, oh my just three million light bulbs for that one projector. And so depending on the location or the space, how many lights do we need? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's good. That's a good point. I I always was taught that, hey, he he made the the greater light for the day and the lesser light for the night. But I never thought about the galaxies that contain the billions of stars. So that's good. That's good, sister girl. That's good. Really Ooh, good. I like that. That even kind of humbles us, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, when you cut on a light in a room, you don't just light up a certain area. Right. Like, you light up the whole room. Right. Which means, like, to God, all of it was important. Not mm-hmm. just, because I think as humans, we can sometimes think about just our little galaxy, right. our sun. Right. God is like, no, I gave I gave all these lights right. to all these galaxies. Because right. all of this matters to me. All of this is my creation. Wow. So, for me, it kind of puts me in my place. Like, yeah, God lit up, you know, my little area. But he lit up everything. He wanted to see all. He sees all. Mm-hmm. He cares about all. Mm-hmm. He's hovering over all. Mm-hmm. And so... 
Yeah, that makes me, even my relationship to all that's illuminated. I have a responsibility to all that's illuminated. Um, so yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm. You said you were a science teacher, and so I was looking up the various uses, uh, uses of light. And so it talked about how light um, is good for food formation. Um, it's good for growth of the human body. Um, it regulates um, our body temperature and various uh, you know parts of the world. And they gave examples about how if you think of a place that's not prone to sunlight, it's cold and it's dark and it's not a place where things tend to grow. And and so I mean I mean I could go on and on with the various uses of light and I was like oh wow the light does all of this down to communication in some scientific language that I don't even understand but I mean I'm sure you would help me understand it but I was like so light helps us communicate what the photosynthesis yeah. and this and that does what and so I was just as I was looking at the various uses for light i just begin to see how jesus christ himself does that very thing for us in our life you know what i mean he he does he illuminates like we already said he grows us like i mean it's just so many uh similarities as i was just looking at the basic uses of light and just spiritually what that that looks like in our lives and i was blown away i was like oh lord okay wow so light is very important oh that's a really good point um a Bible study I'm in, we've been studying the Trinity um, with a heavy emphasis on the Holy Spirit because um, he's like the forgotten God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's literally like his job. Uh, what does Holy it say? Ghost. Yes. But, you know, he's a guide. He's a counselor. Uh, he's a convictor of sin. Yeah. All those things are aspects of light. Yeah. Um, so he's illuminating dark areas in our heart. Um, guide. When you think of being guided by someone, they are... I think of someone carrying a lantern. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I've been in church too long. But someone <laughs> carrying a lantern or a flashlight through a dark area. Um, the Holy Spirit is a form of light. Yeah, I thought about that, um, how the scriptures say, Psalm says, uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Mm -hmm. Whom shall I be afraid? You know, mm -hmm. um, uh, Or the light, what is it? Oh, what's the one scripture? I'm, I'm acting like I don't know my word. Uh, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeah. And how that, that does something for us, it guides, it directs, it leads. Um, and so I was like, man, there's so many things. And so uh, as I was doing some studying, it was like, oh yeah, the light is not just also this 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 thing of that that projects but it can also be um in the word uh used for godly revelation wisdom mm -hmm. and how and so again it just ties into the whole uh illuminating and revealing and 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 just bringing all that uh bringing clarity to our situation so it's just it's so it's so deep it is deep so looking at this scripture in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So check this out, because as you guys are talking, I'm reflecting. Mm. So we've already established that scientifically, and I love how science just helps us understand God better, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So scientifically, we know light is responsible for providing, right? So mm -hmm. you talk about photosynthesis, being able to prevent, uh, being able to uh, create food and provide. It's responsible for growth. It's responsible for health, warmth, communication, protection, guidance. When someone has the light taken away from them or hidden from them, it becomes a desolate place. Mm -hmm. It's cold there. Mm -hmm. There's no Besides, growth yeah. there. You know, you're unable to have protection in that space. And so spiritually in our lives, it's so interesting when I see spaces or see people who are just in really dark places, just how important getting the light to them is. Like Christ provides provision. Like you're struggling spiritually. I can't, you know, I'm not able to be fulfilled spiritually. Let's bring light in so mm -hmm. that you can start feeding yourself. You know, I feel cold. I feel alone. I feel, let's get that light so you can start to feel that warmth, that vibrancy of God can come back. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, even when there's like, depravity or where there's like the uh, a lack of resources that light comes in and starts to provide flourishing like i just see this picture of like it's dark 
And then when God provides the light, stuff starts to grow. Mm-hmm. And that happens mm-hmm. in our lives, mm-hmm. like spiritually, when mm-hmm. we're exposed to the light. That's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like COVID had like really made that a pronounced point because uh, there was a point of isolation. And, you hmm. know, uh, yeah. and you just saw the effects of isolation on people's well-being because mm-hmm. now people are depressed and um uh, you know, we are a communal people. We are supposed to be together. Um, and even like, even God ain't by himself. He has this whole trinity. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, uh, like we are lights, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so being in community, being around others, um, like being all by yourself, you just left alone with your thought. There's nobody to um, come against your thoughts that they're negative. Yeah. Um, no one to speak into your life and encourage you. Um, all those, all those actions bring about light and change mm-hmm. in your own life mm-hmm. um, and make you filled up and um, more connected, so that you aren't struggling with um, depression per se mm-hmm. or isolation and loneliness and the darkness that comes with not being with a community of people Mm -hmm. bar Mm -hmm. isolation is darkness bar that's that's really good (laughs) let's go um i guess when i was thinking about um or just to piggyback off of what you said when jesus talks about you are the light of the the world um and first he says i'm the light of the world and then he says you are the light of the world and and you're a light on the hill or a city on the hill and um, just what that that means for us as believers, like what does that look like in our lives? How are we, how are we being the light in our families and our communities and our spaces? Are we bringing uh, growth? Are we bringing these protection? Are we bringing essential? When we walk in a room, do we light it up or do we shut it down? Do we bring darkness to a room? You know what what do we look like to not just unbelievers but just amongst ourselves? Um, he says nobody lights a candle and then puts something over top of it. And a lot of times I'm like, we were professing that we're lights, but baby, our attitudes, our mm. our actions, those things are like, okay, I'm putting that, that bowl on top of that candle because you're not reflecting the light, you know? Um, so you're talking about attitude. Like this is an aspect that I'm thinking about. Light isn't communicated verbally. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times folks can pick up on your light mm-hmm. without you even saying, saying a, a word. Uh, so without you saying a word, your your light can shine. And so there's a there's a portions in scripture where like you know people of God um, walk past and people say like I could tell that they were people of God. Mm-hmm. And I always think about that in scripture like they wasn't walking around with t-shirts like I'm a Christian believer. So, I'm a believer <laughs> over here. You know? <laughs> well, whatever the little fleece sayings we put all on our shirts. Uh, what's the one I had one day? A peacekeeper I had, and I had it from a conference we went to, and I think I cut up that day. And my friend was like, are you really a peacekeeper? Because your shirt, I mean, you're contradicting yourself right now. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you feel me? But like, so they didn't have that. So it was like, so what was it that when people passed them, they saw that they were, it was their light. Mm -hmm. And so our light, which is in us, and it's almost like how we're spiritual beings, Mm -hmm. like we're naturally light beings. Mm -hmm. And so that shines and we we have an obligation to steward that light well. Right. Because people can tell that before. You know, nowadays we live in such a nuanced time where everyone, because I think spiritual uh, verbiage makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, you got people nowadays, but I'm just picking up on their energy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. but what are you I really? I ain't feeling it. I ain't feeling their energy. Mm-hmm. This and that. I don't like their vibes. Yeah. I don't like their vibes. Yeah. Hold on. Now, what are we talking about? Yeah. Because light is energy. Mm-hmm. Very light. much. You have vibes. You have waves with light. So really, they're just being around the bush on a spiritual truth. Mm. All of us have a light. And you can feel it. You can feel that energy from someone. Even if you're not a believer and Mm -hmm. you're trying to deny, you just want to kick it as energy or vibes, you feel that. And so that's really cool. Yeah. I was thinking, um, I have a story of both sides. So when I I left full-time ministry, um, my my second job right out was working at uh, Lou Sterrett. Mm-hmm. At the jail. Um, and, you know, I, I came from a very spiritual place. So, like, anytime we had downtime at work, I would just start reading my Bible. 
Because that's just what I do. Um, I was like, spend time with God. Um, and my coworkers started picking up on it. And before I knew it, uh, they were believers, but they had never read through the Bible for themselves. Wow. And so uh, they read through the whole Bible. And then um, I also saw uh, some of my coworkers, they had stopped going to church. All of a sudden, they start going to church again, taking their whole family. Wow. Um, their kids. Uh, like reestablishing their relationship with God mm -hmm. just because I was just being myself, mm -hmm. which was reading my Bible and journaling and just doing me. Yeah. And then on the flip side, um, I remember uh, I used to work in uh, this little booth and there would be a deputy and it was me and another um, person who were clerks. And I knew she didn't know God. Um, but so me and the deputy had gotten into a, a heated discussion about, He's a seven day Adventist and and I was uh who follow they follow very strict mm -hmm, rules. Mm -hmm. Um we got in this discussion about it. And I was like, Lord, help me find the scripture to show him that he's wrong. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, I'm not in this. Ooh. Mm. I'm not in this. Mm. Um couldn't find that scripture to save my life. Mm. And uh and the, but that that wasn't a good reflection of light in front of this unbeliever. Mm. Uh which is probably why the Holy Spirit was like, I ain't in this. <laughs> Ooh, convict us, God. You just gave me a couple of you just gave me a couple of things to dive into. So let's let's transition a little bit. So I think that's that's a pretty good um, cap on that first part. But so you referenced your time at Luster, and for those y'all who don't know, that's a jail. Um, and then I know Erica with you. You work at the Arms Ministry, and so I think incarceration and addiction are two places where we can see um, spiritual darkness, right? Very much so. so. let's talk a little bit about, like, why light is so needed in culture, right? So when I think about, um, when I think about, like, Lusterga or any type of jail or prison, I think about areas that have really high recidivism rates where people are, like, going back in, you know, and they're mm -hmm. in a cycle. High or return. High, you know, high, high, high turnover or even in addiction how people just caught in a cycle. Relapse, relapse over, and over, over, and 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 over. So Eric, I'll start with you first. Oh, like, man. what are some ways that <laughs> you try and use light to penetrate that cycle and create growth of a new person? Mm. I'll be honest, it's, it's a sanctifying place over there. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I don't know, honestly, to be honest with you, um, Right now we have all guys and uh, I think society, they're so used to be uh, being beat down on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and as men like just going through so much, I think one of the ways the Lord has been encouraging me to be a light to them is by affirming them, constantly affirming them, constantly reminding them who they are in Christ constantly reminding them what the word says about them and not what society or what they mamas or their baby mamas or, you know, even we say about them. Um, and I have literally seen it. Uh, I've literally seen them go from just this somber place to like their whole, their whole demeanor changes. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Some days we, we fuss, we tussle over mm -hmm. there, you know what I mean? And so, but the Lord has to constantly remind me, hey, you are different. What does it say? Let your light shine before men that uh, they will glorify God. Mm -hmm. And so I think all my life I've been unique and different, and I didn't always embrace that. But as I've gotten older, I've been like, hey, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not this type of female. I've never been, so let me not act like it. And one of the things that I get from them constantly is, Miss Erica, you're different. Mm -hmm. You're different. You, you, you carry yourself different. You, you walk different. You talk different. And sometimes I'm like, is that a compliment? What? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, but, I, yeah, the Lord has just been showing me how my words and my actions um, – will either make or break them, you know what I mean? Uh, and we can easily talk about how, uh, I mean, we it, we can easily focus on the negative, um, even in our meetings about how they never gonna be this, or, you know, you just get caught up in the, the um, oh, I'm trying to articulate this well, you can get caught up in like, just, just the hopelessness of it all, you know, mm -hmm. and the depravity of it all. 
Um, and the Lord is like, no, it's me that's doing the work. If you let the light shine, I'm going to work. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I need mm -hmm. to do. Um, to do to do the change. It's not going to be you. It's going to be me in you yeah. that is causing the change. And so just the little things, being affirming, um, just uplifting them, reminding them who they are has has been, I would say, impactful. Mm. So nugget. I just don't want that to get lost. A huge component of light is affirmations. Nugget. I'm going I'm to okay. put a pin in that for okay. right now. Okay. But that's a bar. Okay. Okay, so Tashan, so you have experience in Lusteric, and now you're an educator. Like, tell me how you see light being impactful in those two spaces. Well, I well, I I, I showed with my coworkers it was impactful because mm -hmm. um, it helped boost a lot of people's relationship with God. Um, as an educator, it's a little bit of a slower process, but um, lately, actually. All six years I've been an educator, um, I've found that my kids who already go to church, I've been able to clarify the gospel for them. Mm -hmm. So like a month ago, uh, one of my kids, I don't even know how the conversation came up, but one of my kids was like, well, you know, you don't want to disappoint God because, you know, he could switch it up on you. You'd be on your way to heaven. Next thing you're on your way to hell. And you'd be like, what? And I was like, actually, that's not how it works. So then. <laughs> that's, um, not <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> what? Hold up. Who told you that? <laughs> yeah. Who exactly. said that? Who said that? Who said that? Uh, and so another one of the kids was like. Nah, bro, that's not how it works. He was like, uh, I think it's like in Romans. This, this is a Come kid. On. Mm -hmm. He was like, I think it's like in Romans 10 or something. He was like, yeah, but you know, like, once you give your life to Christ, you're good. And I just, he was like, it's in Romans 10, right, miss? And I was like, uh, I know it's in Romans, <laughs> but I don't know where. And he took the time. He got his phone out. Mm -hmm. His class was acting foolish, so I couldn't focus on the conversation. Um, but he he was like, look, yeah, right here, miss, right here. That's where it says it. But like, it was just like it turned into a conversation of clarification. Like, actually, no, this is who God is. This is the work that Jesus did. And so, because of that, like, you have this freedom in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, God isn't holding you by a thin with this thin line, like waiting for you to mess up with a gotcha. But no, like God has eternal purpose for you. And uh, Christ took on all the sin that He knew that you would commit. He better preach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And so now you can walk in freedom, knowing that you have a relationship with God that's not hanging in the balance based on your actions, because mm. God's love is bigger than your actions. From the uh, mouth of babes. Mm. Yeah. So that's happened a few times as an educator. The whole reason I even became an educator was because I saw the injustices happening in the jail, because mm. they take very clear advantage of people. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to be a part of the change, and so went to a Title One school, and I wanted to educate. I wanted kids to be good thinkers. Yeah. And I have a science background and so science teacher teach science teaches you how to think. And so That's so dope. I love it. Kids are kids. So this is this is bringing this um to life for me even more cuz I'm thinking about kids, I think about seedlings, right? Mm -hmm. And so early on in that growth process, light is so important. Mm -hmm. It's and then especially when you first get a sprout, if you think about like the life cycle of a believer, when you first point at that point of, you know, faith, you're like a little sprout, a little seedling, and you just trying to, you know, absorb all the light you can. So a lot of times we see, especially with like new people who, who, who come into the faith, they just have this zealous pursuit of mm -hmm. scripture. They just mm -hmm. eat it up. Mm -hmm. They just want to go to every Bible mm -hmm. study. They want to, you know, consume as much as possible. That's literally how we are. Like, it's like a plant. And they're just trying to get all the light that they can. Mm -hmm. And so... I think with kids, it's just really cool to see light being uh, shown on them. Um, and I think that's also why God is so, so serious about children. Like those, yes. he talks about like, don't lead them astray. Yes. Mm -hmm. I need you to, I need yes. you to, you know, provide light for my kids. Don't lead them astray though. Cause then I'm gonna be on your head, yeah. you know? And so I think that's cool. Absolutely. I was, uh, I had read this article. I have a niece, she's two years old. And she's been throwing a lot of fits lately. And in the article, it was saying, um, if it, we we already know. So it made this assumption. We already know if a if a toddler's having a lot of fits, that just means they need time outside. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, and sure enough, like uh, this week, I told my parents that. And so when she's been throwing fits, we've just taken her outside. She comes back in, a totally different kid. Just from the exposure of light and fresh air, it just... Uh, it changes who she is as 
completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about like uh, I had a friend. She was a missionary in Russia. They don't have a lot of light. No, mm-hmm. it's very so, dark. Very dark. Mm-hmm. And so she had a lot of seasonal depression from her lack of light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I was also thinking while y'all were talking, the flip side of having too much light in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and as believers, us being lights. Um, when we're all together and never uh, separated going into our own place, spaces and places, um, how it can become a very, uh, not a healthy environment. No. Talk yeah. about it. Uh, it. It basically becomes a, a small form of a Tower of Babel. Because right now, Christians and culture don't have a great reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, the loudest Christians right now are com- Think of America as the new Jerusalem and that uh, Christ is coming to save America. But the, one, Christ came for the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, and America is not in the Bible, uh, but it, its people will be redeemed by Christ mm-hmm. and um, we'll have to submit to him eventually. And so it's important that we go out. It's important that um, we don't align um, God's biblical principles, his, his direction for us with politics or anything else the culture says because he has something different for us because um, mm-hmm. God doesn't need anybody to back him up. Mm-hmm. He, he stands all by himself. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, and I think it's just important that we as believers also like, yes, we need community. Yes, it's important like to encourage one another and challenge one another and grow. Um, but we're, we're meant to be separated and be, bring light to dark areas. I'm going to pass uh, the offering plate after this. Um, but <laughs> that reminds me of this verse that I read today. It's Acts 13, 47. And it says, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And you're right. Like we get comfortable in our pockets and we're like, oh, I'm good here. But it's like, no, 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 he didn't leave you here to be good for yourself. He left you to go and get your other other people who will be engrafted into the body. And so it makes me think about the movie Harriet. Um, and one of the things that, one of the scenes that I love in the movie Harriet. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh. Go ahead, keep oh, going. Okay. No, 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 no. It's, it's been not out a long time. It's, it's, it's not it's not a spoiler, I promise. Um, but she's she's talking to all of the legislators and uh, all those uh, people who were fighting for against slavery at the time. And she was like, Y'all have gotten so comfortable in the, that you've forgotten how bad slavery was. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and 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 be comfortable while my brothers and my sisters and my cousins are still stuck in slavery. And um, she was just saying like, yeah, we didn't we didn't come to the north to just be here and be okay. We mm-hmm. went we came so that we could eventually go back. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what I think about when, as you were talking, like, yeah, what is the, our goal as light? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is it to be cushioned and, hey, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. I was you. Uh, I don't really care. But, no, it's to go back and get those who are in darkness mm-hmm. and, and bring them into the marvelous light. That's mm-hmm. why we still here. So so I don't want to upset the Star Wars community because that's <laughs> that's one group of people I don't want to upset. <laughs> so I'll make sure I get this right. Yes. So yeah, those, those swords they have, those are called lightsabers, right? Mm-hmm. Come on. So, Lord. yo. Come on. I think so light is not a weapon. And so a lot of us, Ooh. we want to be light savers instead of being light. Ooh. So we want to go out here. We want to get into these arguments. We right. want to be Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Out here cutting folks up. And God is saying, I ain't call you to be no light saver. I'm not in that. I'm, not, you in that. I'm not in that. I want you to be a light. I'm asking you to, I'm asking you to provide warmth, mm. growth, mm. affirmations to people. I'm not asking you to cut these folks up. And so, so many of us, that's where we've, Become and that's what happens when you get in the echo chamber. Mm. When you have a whole bunch of light in one spot, you become you get you get in the echo chamber and you start to idolize um, legality and stuff, and you start doing harm instead of your intended purpose. Mm-hmm. Like God just wants you to be a light. Mm-hmm. He don't want you to be a weapon. He don't mm-hmm. want you to be all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Be a light. Be part of my be part of my plan to help provide uh, growth. That help provide provision and help and warmth and communication and protection because it's God's grace that brings that wins people. Yeah, you don't win people yeah. by like I say being out here being a Jedi. Yeah. So Triple E got this song like put your weapon put your weapons down. Ooh. That's what some of us need to do. Yeah. Put yeah. them down. Put, put the your, swords. Put down. them swords down. 
yeah. and just provide love and, and, and light to yeah. each other. Um, my seminary has this uh, saying, we say, teach truth, love well. Mm. Unfortunately, we do a great job at teaching truth. We do an awful job at loving well because we want to get caught up in these theological debates that have, at the end of the day, what's, what's that matter? Nothing. Um, and so one of the things the Lord has always convicted me of is uh, the verse where it says, I love your uh, neighbor, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And then he always takes me back constantly. He's like, the world will know you are my disciples by your love. Mm -hmm. And so I think a part of light is love. How well do we love one another? Mm -hmm. And how well are we loving our enemies um, and, and those who do harm against us and those who persecute us? And I mean, just how well are we loving? And I don't always think we do that well. And Nugget, so, light is love. Nugget. Yeah, so, yeah, that's my big thing. He's been teaching me over the years, the love part, because legalism was a big part of my story. Mm. Very much, uh, you know, rules and regulations. And, of course, we had salvation by faith. But, I mean, oh, boy, we can cut you down, you know. Um, still to this day getting into debates about somebody do this should we sit them down should we and I mean uh, yeah just going one of my professors just freeing me from that 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 legalism and he was my light for that time because I struggled very much so with my salvation and in my, I knew in my head like just have faith but also I could see the inconsistencies of my life and be like, there's something wrong, I must not be saved. And I mean, he brought that Romans full circle, you know, um, and talked about how if righteousness could be achieved <laughs> in mm. the law, then Christ died for nothing. And mm. really, what does that look like in our everyday life? But anyway, I don't want to get on a tangent. I just, I no, just. That's yeah, a so. great point. Like that love piece, I feel like is always missing. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> When I worked uh, in full-time ministry, they would do a 360 review of your character. And you would Ooh. send, like, this profile to, like, three people, and they would give feedback. And then after the feedback was given, you would sit down with a life coach, and they walk you through. So I'm sitting down with the life coach. And everybody said the same thing, like, harsh words. Mm. And um, she very graciously said, um, when I read that, like, you're—, you're you come with strong truth. I, I, I hear what I'm hearing is, is that you love God's word. Mm. Um, but she's saying that people aren't able to hear what you have to say because you're missing grace. Cool. And I think as believers, we struggle with grace more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, showing grace towards ourselves, mm -hmm. showing grace towards others. Mm -hmm. Like God is so patient with us and even gracious in his correction. Hello. Like God does not come down like a strong iron fin no. uh, fist. Mm -hmm. He's very gracious in yeah. his correction. Yeah. And it's, it, um, it's mind boggling because it's so counter to what we experience from the world. Right. Cause we're used to rap. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. From Immediately. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Yes. Like, you know, we're in cancel culture. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, you mess up one time, it's mm -hmm. over. It's over. And even with just what happened with Will, you know, that was a whole thing. It's, and it's going to be a whole thing, mm -hmm. but it's like immediately canceled. Cancel. You know? And that's, so, Tasha, and I don't want to overlook what you just said. That's another nugget. Light is grace. Mm -hmm. oh, that's yuck. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. It's funny. So, I just had... Um, have y'all heard of Shy Speaks? Uh, oh, the, yes. So Shy Speaks so oh, dope. Ain't she a Dallas native? Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, From the cliff, let's go. <laughs> so she um, came into the Bible study at my school uh, here recently, and she was talking about grace. And so something that I was taken aback by. So she was talking about, like, what would society look like if we were to just extend unmerited grace to each other? Mm -hmm. And... Um, the the point that she was making, like she was, she expected my students to be like, oh yeah, that'd be so good, that'd be so good. But actually, my students were like, oh, that wouldn't work. And I was like, taken aback, cause it was like, oh, they've never experienced grace like mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. So much so to where they don't even have a, a context for mm -hmm. like what that could look like. And so I think about like in the scripture when it said like the God of this world, lowercase g, if you, mm -hmm. in case you didn't know, like this is talking about like the enemy, mm -hmm. the God of this world has blinded. If you think about someone who's blind, they don't know what light look like. Ooh. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like if we're dealing with people who are blind, they have no idea what light look like. Wow. 
And so for sometimes, like, their introduction to light can be uncomfortable. Like, when they see light, like, they going to, oh, it hurt my eyes a little bit. It's like, but this is so good for you, right? So that's something I think about when when we talk about sh- uh, sharing light. For those who have never seen it, some of them have a hard time even having a context to receive it or engage with it. Mm-hmm. Like, that grace piece is so big because if you've never experienced grace, you don't know how to give grace. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to receive, receive grace. None of that. None of that. So being so in 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 a spiritual context, like being blinded, um, it's just that's such a it's such a dangerous place to be in. Very much so. Very much so. Mm. So you so you brought up will, um, and I think, you know, that's such a it's such a obviously it's such a hot button topic right now. But let's talk about the culture some, right? Because you talk about cancel uh, culture a little bit. We talk about all these different things. How does light, on a practical application, how do we use light in our culture? Like, we live in a space where social media is, you know, everywhere. We always seeing stuff. We got your wills. We got your Kanye's. There's so much we can talk about right now. Mm-hmm. How do we be a light in this culture? I know I asked a good question. Crickets. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, you, that, yeah. Because it's so much, right? Like, it's yeah. so much going on. So much. I think more than anything, just showing showing grace and love is really... I see it. Mm-hmm. Where is that? Uh, so, as an educator, uh, during a pandemic, I have learned very quickly, the children are not well. Mm. At my campus alone, we've had several ODs. We've had kids out with COVID. We've had teachers out with COVID. Um, Tons of fights. Um, Parents, you know, and just the natural stuff that comes with school, like um, food insecurity, housing insecurity, um, you know. And then, you know, uh, one of my kids, his his mom had the baby too early, and the baby's still in the hospital, and they've missed a lot of school because of that. Like, life is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm learning... Uh, I'm one of the few teachers that kids confide in. And I was like, am I the only one who's asking y'all about y'all's lives? Yeah. Am I the only one who cares? I mean, I know I'm not the only one who cares, but I'm clearly the only one who's asking. Because all of a sudden, this second semester of school, kids who normally would not open up to anybody have opened up to me. And so eighth grade has been a struggle. I've been teaching sixth grade for a long time. But I find myself like, all of a sudden, all these hugs are coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, kids are opening up and sharing what's going on in their lives. And I'm being curious about their lives and asking them those questions. And it's it's feeding them. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a test today. And I noticed the classes where I had the, the deepest connections with kids, like they really went all out for this test. Yeah. Um, and the test is not even a grade. It's just testing to see where they where they are great on grade level or not um but those kids were those those classes were focused and they were working really hard to try to get the grade um and and so it just another reiteration from the lord for me and as i struggled through mm-hmm. teaching in a pandemic like you bring value because you're showing them grace mm. and you're showing them love mm. they don't they don't know who to talk to but you're listening mm. you're not judging them and you're showing they're showing them something that they never get, which is grace, because they're usually pretty iron fist in school. That's good. Something you said I, I think is a very practical uh, kind of litmus test for all of us, playing on that analogy of key, of kids being like seedlings, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a farmer, one of the ways you know if everything is healthy is how your seedlings are doing, mm-hmm. right? So kids are kind of a gauge for society, like how our kids doing, That's if true. they're doing That's good, true. and it's like, oh, okay, so like they're getting the light, they're getting the nutrients they need. When kids are doing bad, that shows us, oh, like there is in fact some, you know, deficiencies, light deficiencies, nutrients deficiencies. And so mm-hmm. I think you bringing up kids is so important because um, that's a gauge, that's a practical gauge, even in our that's homes, good. right? If you're a parent, how's my home doing? I can tell by how my how kids are doing. Yeah. And even in scripture, like some of the qualifications of becoming, you know, deacons and ministers and stuff like that, like God says, let's see how the stuff around you is flourishing. Are you being a light to your immediate circle first before I even start giving you more to do? Um, so I think that's a good gauge of as something that we can look at as a culture or a parent or even as just a disciple, like, you know, babes in the faith, are they thriving around us, right? Mm, um, using that as good. a gauge to see if our light is really being shown. That's dope. 
I feel like everybody is frustrated about something. You know what I mean? Like COVID has really done a number on all of us. And mm. so you talk about good examples of, of showing grace and stuff. The Lord got me really good uh, yesterday. This uh, client, potential client called and um, wanted to, uh, some information. And I gave him this information. And so <laughs> then he was like, he pretty much spaz out on me mm. and I like saw read and I was like oh okay all right okay okay I said sir sir and so I reiterated what I had to say again and uh <laughs> he was like I don't know whoa <laughs> so all of Baltimore City rose up in me and I was like who <laughs> are you talking to like you you got me messed up like sir and I I was like am I being print like Punk, you know, is this is they must be screening me for customer service and I'm not gonna pass, <laughs> pass the burger, gonna fire me, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm like, sir, and so when I got off the phone, the Lord was like, Is that how I do you? Mm. I was like, Oh, mind your business. Because mm. that's how I talk to God. I'd be like, <laughs> And I mean, I got home and he was like, What what would it have looked like if you were just a little bit more patient with him? Mm in that moment this man might not be in his right mind what if he's the only light you have seen mm. i mean like that that what if he, what if you are the only light that he has seen that day how did you display my love you know and immediately because i felt disrespected by him you know i wanted to put in my vote that he not come and you know he not be a person but it's like you you gotta push past that pride of yours Mm. And um, cause I'm the sovereign God, and I let y'all talk to me any old kind of way. I let you do me old kind, any old kind of way. I'm faithful to y'all day after day after day. Y'all not appreciative, you know. I can run down if we want to talk about who is deserving of certain things or who doesn't have to take certain things. I don't have to take certain things as God, mm. but I do because I love you, and it just convicted me. And I was like, okay, you know. So I had to go back today and was like. Okay, the man can come if if he you know if y'all want him to, but like you know immediately it was like, yeah, you have to get past yourself, and I think sometimes we're so we're so self consumed, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm. Very much about I don't I don't know we're we're having conversations about uh, um, self care and boundaries, those kind of things, but like I think sometimes grace. People want to be like, oh, well, it's too much. No, it's never too much grace. Mm -hmm. And and Paul says that if, if this is it, then we're sinking in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's never too much. And um, anyway, yeah, um, I'm sorry. I don't know why you're... No, that's that's so good, Erica. Yeah, I don't know why your story uh, took me to this place, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with it. Oh, so um, joy cometh in the morning, right? And so... I think while a sunrise is really, really beautiful, there's there's a conflict that's taking place mm. when the sun rises, mm. right? Like darkness is being peeled back Ooh, so that light can come in. And so like when you're on the outside witnessing it, like the sanctification process can be real beautiful. But in order for it to take place, like something has to be peeled back and removed mm -hmm. so that a light can come in. Mm -hmm. And so I think in the story that you were saying and sharing, and just in life in general, like areas where there is darkness, there's going to be this uncomfortable tension um, on both sides, on the side of light, when you have to, you know, be the light, that's uncomfortable. Because sometimes you got to take a couple L's mm -hmm. to be the light. Mm -hmm. And then on the side of darkness, things have to die and be peeled off. So that light can infiltrate the situation or the room, whatever the case may be. Um, and so I think okay. that's that's something that we have to keep in mind too. All the beauty, um, light, the 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 process of light coming in is a beautiful conflict, mm -hmm. which that's as good. believers we call sanctification. That. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she yeah. brought up a really good point. Like if we were to describe what darkness is, it it's pride. Mm. Ooh. Message. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but because uh, it, it is, it's that selfishness, it's the pride. I'm uncomfortable, mm. and so I don't have the patience for you. Mm. And Lord mm. knows, patience with people. Ooh. It is like the Lord will stretch. Because um, I don't even like, I halfway read that verse in James about patience. Pa let it patience have its perfect, perfect work. work. Mm. 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 What? Ooh. Ooh. I don't want it to have it. <laughs> 
perfect work of mine is. So let's make it personal, y'all. Let's make it personal. So let's, if you if you all would share a little bit of, um, Natasha, and I'll start with you. Like, where did you first get light or experience light, and how did it change your life? Um, well, I feel like uh, the Lord um, slowly revealed himself until I got to understanding. So gave my life to Christ in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it happened was... Um, my grandmother had gotten cancer, and so the town I had grew up in since I was six years old, after my freshman year in high school, we moved down to DeSoto. Mm-hmm. And making friends was really hard, especially when you're from another town where all you've, you've had your friends, you set. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sophomore year, went without friends. Junior oh. year, went, went without friends. Ooh. And... Um, while my grandmother, I was going to church with my grandmother. I felt like the Lord was calling me to walk down the aisle during altar call. And I was like, Lord, I already know you. I ain't going down there. <laughs> um, but eventually the loneliness got too much. Mm. And I I just remember uh, asking God to be my best friend. I was mm. like, Jesus, you got to be my best friend. I can't take this no more. Mm. And he did. Uh, and that was the light. Like after yeah. that, it was it was over. I just couldn't get enough to God. I started reading my Bible every night, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know why my brother and sister would get in the car with me, but we were at church all the time because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't get enough. You know, yeah. once you're in the light, you want to be there all the time. Want to be there? Yeah, I went to the San Diego for spring break. I was like. I see why people live here. Yeah. <laughs> the sun is always out. The weather is always perfect. That's what it was like. Yeah. The sun was always out. The weather was always perfect. Um, and it's and I couldn't get enough. Mm. I love it. I love it. What about you, Erica? Um, I'm a church baby. I mean, born and raised and loved. Uh, I knew at five um, we would give these altar calls, and um, it was Christmas time. And uh, our pastor got up to give the salvation plan, and and I was sitting on the front row. I'll never forget it. And he did his thing, and I got up and went and got my mama from the back mm. to walk me back <laughs> up to the front, because I knew, ooh, I didn't know the words of sinner and stuff, but I knew I was a bad girl that needed a savior. Mm. Um, but I think again that that legalism was an overarching. Um, part of my story and so I was constantly trying to work to get God's approval even though I was told all the time it's by faith it's by faith it's by faith but it wasn't actually until I came to seminary isn't that ironic um where the Lord really helped me understand the concept of grace Mm -hmm. um and what it meant to have that not only was my 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 salvation based based in faith but my sanctification too like you said it's it's a it's a wrestle it's a tussle Mm -hmm. and so um when i got that concept of grace i was like wow and i just want everybody to know Mm -hmm. and so it caused friction um you know back home because i was like telling them about like we just don't extend this enough we don't understand this concept um but yeah so it's just been a journey ever since and it hasn't been perfect I'd love to say that, you know, it's been sunny every day, <laughs> but it hasn't. It's been a journey, um, and, and but God has been faithful to me from a little girl. His faithfulness has been big in my life from that that time on, and I'm just, I'm just thankful that he just continues to keep me in spite of myself. Cause some days I'm like, this ain't it. <laughs> For sure. Not uh, it. But then it'd be like, where else we gonna go? What Peter say? You got the words of life. Mm. Where we gonna go? I guess we gonna stick it out with you. And so that's what I end up saying. Like, okay, God, I guess we gonna stick it out with you. We gonna stick it out. <laughs> so I think so. This is such an interesting question to me. Um, I experienced the light far way before my conversion, if you will. Got it. Um, so I didn't grow up in church, right? But I had such dope parents. Like, my parents are, like, every, my everything. Oh. And so, um, and I'll revisit that point in a second. But so that's the first place I got to experience light was my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents, all of them. Like, I was, you know, I got, I got people providing for me. I got a place where I could grow, where I could have health and warmth, communication, protection, all of that. 
Um, and so that's where I first that's where I first experienced light. And it's because of that that I think I was able to receive and become zealous for the Lord um, because I was able to easily associate him with light. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, I would read and I'd be like, oh, you know, God is like this and that. It's like, oh, so God is that sensation. God is that all of those things I got when I was in my family, when I was mm-hmm. with my family. Mm-hmm. And it's good. like, oh, I want that. Yeah. You know, I want that even on a, you know, more grand scale with the Lord. Um, and so for me, it just, I don't know that, you know, with the church we're doing this series on family, but like, and I think in God's perfect design, the family would be the first place where yes. a seedling would yes. receive yes. light, Yes. you know? Um, and when you're doing that well, that's why I say like kids are such a good gauge of how we're doing as a society, right. as a family, all those things. Um, because that's where you first experience light. And it's out of that light that God is even able to interact with you. Like, all throughout Scripture, we see where God is saying, like, I'm the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I'm the fathers of, I'm the God of this, 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 this. He's saying that, like, that covering that Abraham gave you, that was because of me. So now I invite you into deeper with me. Yeah, yeah, That's That's what our light does. Our light witnesses to him so that through that light, that becomes the pathway that people could go to him. That is, that's that's amazing. I, I love it. And you're right. Like, as I look at my family, like, my dad was really a good model of a father, like just amazing. Like you said, all those things, a provider, a protector. And in my first experience of what God the Father um, looked like, and so, yeah, definitely can relate, definitely Mm -hmm. see that. And I see where kids who don't have that, yeah, they tend to have a harder time accepting Christ. Yes. um, Because of maybe the the absent father or the uh, um, passive father or whatever the case may be. So you're you're totally right. I love that point. Oh, absolutely. When I was in college, mm-hmm. I was cool with Jesus, but I was like, oh, I mean, it's just God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then eventually, God was like, "Don't put your daddy issues on me." And oh, I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, 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 ooh. 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 Uh, yeah. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. was God's kindness. You, you uh, had said something earlier. Remind me of that verse. God's kindness brings man to repentance. Mm. With loving kindness, I have drawn thee. Mm. He's not this like get over here. <laughs> you yeah. know that we make him like no. He's he's patient and he's long suffering and he's all these compassionate. And I actually, if you get a chance, um, anybody listen, I would love for y'all to check out a movie called Show Me the Father. Mm. I, um, it's a documentary documentary. Um, by uh, Tony Evans and the Kendrick brothers who do the courageous films and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing movie about whether you've, you've had a good father, a, ba- a bad father, a passive father, an absent father, whatever father you had, no one compares to the heavenly father that you have in, in God. And so if you get a chance, check that out. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. So as we're closing out, um, yo, I got I got something really come with it come with it I love hymns I'm old school so when Pastor Parker brings out the hymns I'm really like right there in the mic and so as you were talking (laughs) I was thinking about the song at the cross at the cross Mm. where I first saw the light Mm. and the burdens of my heart rolled away it was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day yeah I just wanted to just thought I blushed off that that's Mm. real good Consider, consider us blessed. <laughs> when I tell you that right there was good. That was um, good. So there's a couple things as we're closing. Um, being in the light, of course, if you think about like any any sunny day, doesn't mean that every day is just beautiful, right? Clouds come, storms come. But a beautiful thing about light is that it exists above all those things, wow. right? And so yeah. when those when those clouds peel away, guess what's there? The, the sun, sun is there, mm-hmm. right? When that storm goes away, yeah. what's there? The sun. Even when you think about weather patterns, like when a really bad hurricane, whatever comes, there's a calm afterwards. Mm-hmm. There's a beauty that comes afterwards. And so um, just hoping that, you know, we're all encouraged in that. Um, I think light gives us the ability to have hope. Mm-hmm. And so I would just love to leave, you know what I'm saying, everyone with that. Um, like I said, everything ain't going to be sweet, but there's always hope in the light. 
Yeah. Um, some beautiful things we talked about today. The light is love. The light is grace. One of the ways to share, to give light is to give affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you know your identity, that's an affirming thing. Your identity in Christ mm-hmm. isn't. It's the ultimate affirmation. Yeah. And so that transcends, you know, whatever lies, whatever darkness the enemy has tried to blind you with. Um, and so, yeah, I love it. Erica, thank you so much. Tyshan, thank, thank you all so much. Thank you. Um, thank, you, thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in with us. Um, it's been so good. I'm so excited for this podcast series. Um, please make sure you like and subscribe so that you get all the podcasts that we'll be having come to you. Um, it's been a joy. Keep your light shining bright, and we'll check y'all next time. Amen. Amen. Bye, y'all. Bye.